and it's useful, right? Because it raises a a pretty significant question or a series of questions about how communists relate to non-revolutionary moments, um, especially when the option of power or participation in government uh, is on the table. Mm-hmm. So the so the Congress takes place, you know, at the edge of the receding revolutionary wave that starts with the end of the First World War and the Russian Revolution and the collapse of the monarchies across Europe and national liberation movements in Austria-Hungary, the fall of the Kaiser, stillborn revolutionary governments in Bavaria and Hungary, whatever. So surveying the scene, Communist International looks around and it's like, oh, well, so the opportunity for the armed seizure of power, you know, Soviet Russian style seems to be, that seems to not be an option. And yet the world is still kind of in tumult. So uh, let's uh, let's not forget the national revolutionary struggles in the global south, which were starting to ramp up at the beginning of the 20th century and uh, who had delegates at the Comintern Congresses. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's important because, you know, you know, Egypt, India, China, the most important kind of colonial holdings of these European empires as they're being shaken to their core by war and revolt. It reverberates, right? And the the aspirations of all the oppressed, colonized peoples also start to, you know, they start to manifest in organized revolutionary way as well. Just like so many of the ideas that became the framework of uh, Leninism or Marxism-Leninism and Trotskyism and all of the offshoots of Leninism, you know, had their start in these congresses, not the least of which was the idea of the the United Front for National Liberation, which ended up probably being the most lasting legacy of Leninism. Right. The What they called in Russia the Schmidtka, the alliance between workers and peasants and their various respective political parties. Right. So like we don't have the Soviet Union anymore, but we definitely have the fruits of the national liberation struggles that the Soviet Union sparked and aided. Right. Well, and in, in the European case... The, the question of how to relate to the socialist movement that didn't go communist, right? The the reconstituted social democratic reformist workers' parties. Yeah. Um, uh, so, the you know, this Fourth Congress raises the question, not not in an abstract way, right? But in ter- because of the, the very real prospects that do actually exist before um, mass communist parties and mass socialist parties with sometimes converging and sometimes diverging aims. At what point do you or do you ever participate in administration? Um, I mean, not just administration, like joint work, whether it's at the factory floor level or at the street or even, you know, in government with the various other political groups seeking to represent the working class. You know, in an environment where communism is not necessarily seen by the majority of workers as their movement because maybe they're whatever, some other kind of socialist. So do you want to move down this list of like the communist internationals ideas of different kinds of workers governments yeah that's a great idea actually hold on let me let my idiot cat in